Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Chris Hampton. He's interviewed me about 9-11, and I am turning it back on him and interviewing him about his film, the title of which is 9-11 Alchemy, as we're coming on to September 1st right now, so the 20-year anniversary of September 11th is 10 days away. So I think it would be very apropos and timely to interview him about his three-hour, very thorough documentary. So Chris Hampton of Wolf Clan Media, are you there? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the great introduction. Awesome. Well, thanks for agreeing to the interview. For people who may not know your background, can you talk about Wolf Clan Media and what and some of your other uh, projects, and then lead into 9/11 Alchemy, please? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, Wolf Clan Media really, to be honest with you, started uh, the name at least started as kind of just a media thing, hip hop and uh, doing music videos because uh, I'm a videographer. And um, prior to that, I went to school for audio and was an audio engineer. So I worked in Burbank, California at a film studio doing post-production for film. And um, during that time, I kind of um, started having a little bit of what I call an awakening of uh, what, what's really going on in the world and especially what's going on in Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Um, but prior to that, I'd already kind of had, you know, in the back of my mind, um, some issues with um, government corruption, obviously cover ups and false flag operations such as 9-11. Uh, these were things I'd already been looking at since uh, about the age 15 and um, kind of, again, like everybody else, part of the middle class, just trying to go on with life and, and do what I got to do, you know, family and um Work day to day stuff. How old were you when 9 11 happened then? I was 11 years old when I saw the. Um, Do you remember movie. what you saw? Do you remember the sequence of events like where, where you were and stuff? Absolutely. Can you Absolutely. retell that? Yeah, I was, uh, I was 10 or 11 years old. I was sitting in the living room. Actually, first I heard my dad <laughs> screaming and I came out of my bedroom and walked into the living room and he's yelling at the TV. Um, same thing you've heard in many of the footage and a lot of the footage, uh, just, you know, screaming and disbelief. And I looked at the TV and uh, of course the hole was already in the North tower and I was watching. And for me, it already immediately felt like some type of, you know, film, some type of something. So I didn't really understand why, why someone was so upset. This is something I've seen in independence day and in movies. So, um, it looked almost normal. It's supposed to be on television. Right. Um, and then the, the plane comes in and it goes through behind the tower. And, and, and again, to me, it just was like something out of star Wars. It was just so, it just didn't make sense to me. And, and even as a kid, uh, I just, I really questioned what I was seeing there. So then your kind of life goes on. Then you, I mean, how did you kind of get into kind of conspiratorial parapolitical stuff? Were you on the internet or were there websites or what, what kind of led you down that kind of rabbit hole? Yeah, it's a really, it's a strange story, you know, and it has multiple layers. Um, in 2004, the film In Plain Sight came out. And so that really is what led me into really investigating 9-11. Um, Dave Von Kleist. Um, Dave Von Kleist, I, that's I, right, yeah. Yeah, I, I realize now that um, there's a lot of problems with that film. And 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 obviously, because of that film, it's it kind of um, inspired me to do my film, which we can get into later. Um, but that did get me into investigating, you know, uh, the planes, because as I said, I already kind of in the back of my mind had a problem with what I saw. And so 
over the couple of years, 2003, 2004, I was already, you know, questioning a lot of things, asking my teachers in school, you know, why are we in Afghanistan? And, you know, when they had nothing to do with this and, and, and you would get these answers about oil and, and things, it was always the same. And it seemed to be a shrug of the shoulders. Like it was just okay to invade these countries and, and then really what got me into 9-11 was, was that film. And I, I, I followed that film. But what, what's so strange about it is then you find the truth movement, which comes a couple of years later, 2006, 2007, you know, um, 2008. The, you've got architects and engineers, the scholars. And I started following. Scholars them, and I for 9-11 really, truth, right? Absolutely. And I really was a follower. I really followed these people. I would donate and and I'd believe things they would say. And and of course, the government story, the 10,000 page NIST report that came out just didn't make any sense. Um, and the, the things they were saying, you know, was another story. So I was following this for a long time. And if we fast forward to 2016, like you said, I'm moving on with life. I started wanting to do a film because I was in filmmaking. And again, I was following the truth movement. So I thought, what a good idea to make a 9-11 documentary. And I was really unknowingly making a disinformation film and didn't even know it. You know, I was, I was, I was gathering all this stuff that was so easily accessible. And um, it was just a revelation where my, my father asked me one day what I thought actually brought the towers down and we were watching a video and thinking about that just using critical thinking i said uh you know maybe it's something you know totally classified that you know we just don't know about and he said that he'd heard something about a tesla oscillator and 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 nikola tesla with this oscillating and being able to bring down a building with an oscillator and and things like this and that that google search turned me on to a whole new area of the internet I didn't even know existed, didn't even know existed. And it made me realize that while following the truth movement, I'd forgotten that I really didn't truly believe the plain story, but this was not allowed to be discussed on their websites. This was a no, no, this was taboo. This was totally, this was not credited, you know, good scholarly 9-11 research. If you were talking about no planes, you're on the fringe. You're, and, and I realized that I'd, I'd, I'd almost um, conformed to change my beliefs. Um, some people watching may be familiar with the Ash conformity experiment where, you know, you, you change your beliefs, you change your reality. So um, that changed everything. And I started realizing that, that the truth movement was actually censoring information. They were censoring what looked to be evidence of classified high technology. And I think honestly, William, you put it the best. I think your description of 9-11 is one of the best I've ever heard. And it was in your film. And it was 9-11 um, was an example of the highest technology influenced ceremonial magic. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, something was going on strange that I don't think people know, but there's weird energies. And actually, uh, like you show right there that hurricane that was off of the coast. Like it's almost like there's superpower thing. Like that is so fortunate for that event to have that um, hurricane because it sucked up all the air, made the today in New York perfectly clear, right? So it's like a perfectly clear. And some people have said that even like some of the hurricanes under the Bush administration, if you remember, they like changed course and things. Very Absolutely. strange. So they had funny, yeah. Act, yeah, fuzzy action or something. But yeah, I mean, you and I had talked before we talked, and you have Clark in your your film, but 
uh, his third law was anything that happens, uh, expression is expression of high technology is indistinguishable from magic. I think it was something. So absolutely yeah, Any, uh, a sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And you put that in your film as well. Um, and I think that's one of the, that that's the key to what we're trying to figure out what's going on here. And me well, and you just, discussed yeah. uh, about how technology is far and far more advanced than far we more advanced. Well, we know there's a space program. There's like a space force in our military, but nobody knows what the components are. So there's right. definitely uh, technology. We are, there's probably a generation or two ahead of ours right now, which 9-11, uh, you know, it's just an incredible event. Anyway, so getting back to your story. So you, I mean, your work is three hours long. When you say that you think you were putting out your initial thing was a disinfo, can you think, can you relate to what facts that you were putting out you think were incorrect at that time? Uh, absolutely. It was the nanothermite story. This nanothermite story was put out almost immediately after the NIST official government story was put out. And I now am of the opinion that this was a cover story, a backup um, and for people that were going to pick apart that official government story. And the main reason is because of what you just brought up right there, the hurricane. The hurricane. This seems to be a topic that no 9-11 truther wants to discuss. The truth movement does not want to talk about this hurricane and they don't want to talk about the planes. Now, when we go back to um, me putting out disinformation about in regards to nanothermite, this story of nanothermite comes from a man named Stephen E. Jones. Now, you can go to Stephen E. Jones' Wikipedia page um, and you can see that he worked for many military laboratories, uh, including Los Alamos, um, which specializes in classified technology. And he was an insider for the Department of Energy in the 1980s, when Pons and Fleischmann, scientists from uh, University of Utah, discovered cold fusion in the 80s, they applied for funding through the Department of Energy. Well, through that uh, application, Stephen E. Jones was notified and he was able to help to fabricate data to basically discredit these two scientists and totally debunk cold fusion. And even later that year, it was put into the back to the future film. So it's totally science fiction, right? Great. Now this guy becomes the head of the truth movement. He created basically the truth movement almost 30 years later. It's absolutely suspect. It's crazy, and, right. But then for cold 15 fusion, years, cold fusion works, right? I mean, there is some kind of process that takes place between absolutely. water. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so There's they had to cover so much up. evidence. And honestly, let's go ahead and be accurate here. The, the this there's muon muon catalyzed fusion and there's the correct term is low energy nuclear reactions lenner and if you were to type in l-e-n-r on google right now you're going to find so much evidence all across the world different countries of cold fusion of basically putting in less and getting out more energy so this is not necessarily free energy but it's extremely cheap extremely clean energy. clean right yeah yeah so that had to be i mean and there's always been battles against alternate um, energy sources going back from gas to the gas companies, rock of diesel died mysteriously, by the way, who created the diesel engine. Um, they have another guy who created a hydrogen car. He mm. died. If you want to look at the history of the electric car that came out, uh, that whole thing, there was a documentary about that. Somebody from the oil companies just came in and bought up every single one that they could and just didn't, and, and trashed them. So, um, 
these there's some serious issues around energy around this. But Stephen E. Jones, yeah, no, he is questionable. I mean, you're always getting shaped by a lot of these different. The NIST report was a joke, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, and that guy who ran that wasn't even an American. He was from like India or something like that, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. So there really is a lot of questions with a lot of those so-called truth. Uh, yeah. Meetings, yeah, and a lot of them was shaped. You know, one thing that you can say is what has been the outcome of all those groups, honestly. Well, anything, I, yeah. maybe they've spread awareness, um, to 9 11, maybe, but at yeah. the same time, they've helped to cover up advanced technology, technology that could change the world for the better. I mean, it could end all war. If, if we're really looking at the implications, it, it's totally incredible. But we, as we know, the same people who built those towers the same year that 2001 movie was being made, the Rockefellers, they, they run this energy, you know. And, and, and again, we so then we say, OK, well, David Rockefeller's gone, you know, so who we've got the daughters and we've got really now people who are running the Rockefeller tied back to the Gates Foundation and we've got this whole new COVID thing going on, right? So right. we see the same, we see the same, same players. Same characters, here, you know? yeah. Same front, right. same background. But yeah, the Rockefeller is incredibly powerful. So those two buildings were known as Nelson and David, right? When they right. were being built, it really was on Rockefeller land. The whole uh, infrastructure is hyper occult, the spherical caryatid, 110 stories. I mean, two pillars. Boaz and Jash, and there's all kinds of references, and uh, just it goes on. Very sophisticated, I should add, like very, yeah, very much. And and there's and again, this is why I just felt so upset. Really, uh, not so much because I donated to these groups and and helped these nonprofit organizations um, become rich and famous, similar to the other evil nonprofit Rockefeller Foundations, Clinton Foundations. You know, these to me, these I, I realized these these uh, these 9/11 truth groups were. We're no different. They were they were doing the same thing, and really, um, it seemed that that I I'd been fooled. And again, it was not because I donated and followed. It was because I was working on a film and getting ready to push information that I now saw to be totally a cover, totally a cover up. And if we go back to like the energy thing, you have people like Stanley Meyer. So if you start going down, that Stanley Meyer right. developed the famous water powered car. Right? Uh, it sounds crazy, but the, I mean these things existed. And right. he and he and he was taken out. I mean, he drove this doom buggy from from one coast to the other coast on, on gallons of water. I mean, it's insane, you know, converting to hydrogen fuel cells and things like this. So so this stuff absolutely exists. And and really, who's in my film and, and who who uh, was being covered up was Dr. Judy Wood. She wrote the book, Where Did the Towers Go?, um, mm -hmm. where she outlines the evidence of directed free energy technology being used to make two buildings disappear within eight to 12 seconds each. I mean, nothing can do that. And then no paper burns. There's no ionizing radiation. Right. No, there's all good. She called it dustification, right? Wasn't that her right. term? Exactly. Because that's it. I mean, these things turn, they're not large clumps and you can see the pictures of it right now. Something happened very unusual and you almost don't see the element of like a blast. Like you don't see the black smoke or red flames or anything that's consistent with standard explosive charges or something. I'm glad you said that. I'm, see, see, it's almost like people can't really see that. And again, me for 15 years, I couldn't see it. I thought that was an explosion. Uh, I, I would even urge people to, again, just to look at that and ask yourself, are you looking at a collapse? Are you looking at an explosion? I mean, it looks like that building is turning to dust. Yeah, no, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, even you can go and see the site. It's incredible because even at the with the twin towers when they fell, there should have been huge block. I mean, there were some, and they affected other sides of the buildings, but there really wasn't like a rubble pile, forty stories or fifty stories tall. No, like thirty stories been. It should have been. Yeah. And 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 to your point, like you just said about the buildings, you would hear the truth movement. They still say this: three buildings were destroyed with two airplanes. And it's like, no, no, seven buildings were destroyed with yeah. two airplanes, seven right. buildings. There was a scooped out hole taken out of World Trade Center six. And I think that the truth movement talks about World Trade Center seven as this smoking gun when actually World Trade Center six is the smoking gun. You can go to the Wikipedia page and you tell me what did that. Is it bombs? Is it is it I mean, is it plane debris? Is it <laughs> it's the World Trade Center six. And so, again, all seven buildings. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, there was something else going on. There's something much more important. I think Judy Wood has been maligned, if I remember correctly, but Very she's much. shown other pictures of like cars that aren't close to anything, uh, just incinerated. There's all kinds of weird things that happened that day. And I think that her research, she talks about the uh, hurricane too, right? Like the yeah. oddity of the hurricane, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. My my goal of my film was uh, more about the airplanes um, because finding well, let's her talk research, about that. Let's talk about the airplanes. Okay, so finding her research really helped me to break out of this cognitive dissonance, and and I realized that the truth movement was helping to cover up the airplanes. Now, um, when I did the film, there's multiple goals I set out to do, but. One of the main ones was to prove that the videos were real. I'd started watching films like Simon Shack's um, September Clues and Ace Baker's Great American Psy Opera. And there's other films that have been made, again, like the Loose Cycle, Change. Loose Change, which there is was the another guy, yeah. internet blockbuster. Right. But there was I mean, another guy, too, who did a really good movie. I can't remember his name was. The airplane, let me think. There's quite a few. Um, not, not nearly as many as there are about the destruction of the towers, but there are, there are quite a few. And um, yeah, there's some good ones. And some of these are Netflix, again, internet blockbusters, you know, they're streaming on Amazon and Netflix and they all have a theme. They're either promoting the idea of a fake plane composited in or CGI'd or the idea of a, a re reinforced, you know, military plane you know, or something with a, a, something attached to the bottom, a pod. Right. Dylan yes. Avery outright says, you can see it shooting a missile right before it impacts. It's like, no, you can't. <laughs> right. But he says that. And, and then I realized, oh my gosh, these people are purposely ignoring something. Dylan Avery had a document from the Air Force 2025. That's the title of it. And uh, here we are coming up on this year. On the cover, you have people with virtual reality glasses, holograms in the air. And he's talking about voice morphing technology in relation to this document and how the phone calls couldn't possibly have happened from, from the air, which right. I agree. Right. Right. I agree he's using this document and he's talking about voice morphing. He talks about one section. He skips over a whole section of the document to discuss the voice morphing. And I realized the section he skipped over is all about illusion technology, stealth technology, holograms, if you will, which is an inappropriate, incorrect term to use. It is three-dimensional volumetric ghost objects that appear to float in midair for psychological warfare. These are things that were discussed in 1999. Uh, I think even the Washington Post covered it, but it's been totally removed now. Um, but again, Dylan Avery seemed to skip right over this 
and go on to talk about his pod theory. Now, to me, that's someone who had a theory and was looking for evidence to fit the theory rather than looking at evidence to develop a theory. And so I set out to show that these people must have done this on purpose. He couldn't have possibly skipped over that by accident. And there are other things with the other filmmakers that would show things that would say, this is CGI when clearly they knew it wasn't and skipped over things. And as a video editor, I had to, I felt an obligation to speak out that this is not video fakery. We even got to the point where people were saying the jumpers were CGI. Wow. And yeah, no, that's not true. They have fall, they're falling. And there was pictures of them dead and reports of people saying, there's actually, uh, if you were, I don't know if you've seen it, but the fire people were going through the bottom of the towers and you could hear the audio of the bodies dropping on. A, Absolutely. You know, and were. I don't believe any of it was CGI. I don't believe there was. Okay. Really so you don't believe, so you're, uh, you're not a no planer. You believe the planes are real. I believe the videos are real and the planes are fake. Gotcha. Planes are so I believe the planes were some sort of stealth technology, which I, I expand on more in the next film. But again, this seemed to be a common theme. The people, another great one is Ace Baker. He works for companies that actually did the 2008 hologram uh, election thing on CNN. They, they beamed a hologram into the CNN studios in 2008 for the election. This hmm. company, 911 uh, Truther works for him, and he's talking about CGI. So... The whole no planer to me seemed to be a thing. I, I, I had to ask the question, which I'll ask now. Why? Why would people purposely ignore things about Correct. illusion technology and stealth technology and promote the idea of CGI and video fakery? And if these people truly believe there were no planes in New York City that day and were able to make these blockbuster films, why would they not discuss that issue? And why would they also blame all these amateur videographers, just like myself, so there was a personal thing there, of video fakery. They either had to be complicit in part of this government conspiracy, they're all Masons, or they were visited by the FBI with on the day of 9-11. Their footage was snatched, and then they were taken back and, and doctored. You know, it's right. That's so pretty. Yeah, that's implausible. But isn't there, wasn't there the two French brothers, the Nod Day brothers, who filmed 11 now hitting the hitting the building and they're kind of why they were on site they're That's very a, suspicious they were given access in 2015 to the cia every living director of the cia they made a documentary that's on netflix i do not believe the nowday brothers were amateur videographers so now you see i'm almost conf conflicting myself so again but these these guys were French professional guys there to film, right? The uh, the firefighters. There's even right. a witness. There's even a witness down there who says these firefighters been out here all day, look like they're waiting for something, like they knew this was coming. That was right. on the day. Yeah, and, no, again, it's so it's speculation. suspicious. Yeah, it's speculation, but it is. Right. It is suspicious. And why were these people, these two videographers, given access to the CIA? You know, years, a decade later. You know, decades later. So. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's a lot of suspicious stuff. But uh, so so you think that the planes were not CGI, but were some form of stealth technology. Is that what you're saying? I think Did we all witnessed an illusion in real time. Okay. So how was that illusion created? Do you think that's – but the towers were there and not there. So that was a yes. real event. Exactly. But whatever – And that's the thing. Again – 
that started becoming a thing with the Vixims. These these victims are simulated CGI Vixims. And if you'll notice, me and you discussed, that's started to become a bit of a topic in these uh, shootings, which we know are occult rituals. For the most part, these mass shootings that are happening are very much uh, connected to the occult world and um, very much false flags. You can always find some these of them, numbers. Yeah. Well, it's right. some of them go to MK Holter. Some of those people are... Absolutely. Zapped out of their brains, yeah. Zapped out of their brains, and there Surin, are Surin is just getting out, and he was probably one of the first kind of uh, right. These lone nuts, and, yeah, lone nuts. And yeah. so again, why it begs the question: Why would nine eleven truthers that are just like me and you seeking the truth start pushing the idea of victim sim victims, and then even I to know. the point I never of even, I never took that said. seriously. Yeah, I just right, and and. You would think, yeah, I wouldn't take that seriously, but oh, I, I, I believe all those truth movements were all infiltrated by assets of someone sort or another. I would assume absolutely. government asset, yeah. And all that stuff went viral. It really, it is. If you look at the creation of the internet, it is, it is right there with nine eleven conspiracy films. It, I mean, the rise of the internet and the rise of nine eleven conspiracy films go hand in hand. Hand in hand, they really yeah. Do. No, they really it's do. A strange world. But I think that uh, even some of the uh, talking heads, pundits today. I wouldn't be. I mean, I don't want to get into the real name, but some of these people clearly are assets. They're intel assets or Fed absolutely. assets, and uh, absolutely. So anyway, so getting back to alchemy. So I mean, your your book, your documentary believes that some kind of alchemical change happened on nine eleven. Correct. Well, the reason I called it alchemy. Sorry. So the reason I called it alchemy. Um, uh, the reason I called it alchemy was really just a hunch. Uh, I'd started learning that transmutation took place. I'd started looking into John Hutchison, uh, obviously because of Dr. Judy Wood's book, Where Did the Towers Go? And she compared the evidence of 9-11 at New York City to the experiments of John Hutchison. And um, John Hutchison as well has been totally ridiculed. And uh, I noticed that they were both really getting ridiculed. Uh, the truth movement would say, you know, space beams. And I actually think this is some type of like reverse psychology type of thing with the whole space beams. Because, again, we know that a space weapons program has existed since the Reagan era. It's been oh, yeah. kept secret. And the Space Force is nothing new. Um, right. And again, we don't know the components of what's going on up there. But we can find evidence of particle beam weapons being tested in the 80s. 1989 Bear, which is the, um, what is it here? The uh, beam aboard a rocket. So the beam, a particle beam weapon aboard a rocket was tested, proving that a directed energy weapon could be operated in space in 1989. Right. And so we have that evidence. Now, I'm of the opinion that the illusion technology we saw on September 11th was part of in some way, almost the same type of mechanism or component of what destroyed the buildings, what created that plane shaped silhouette, almost like a cartoon cutout of an airplane in both the towers and the hole in the ground um, in Shanksville. You know, to me, this is all directed energy. Uh, holograms or three-dimensional volumetric objects would be induced using things like laser, which is a form of directed energy. So to me, it is all directed energy. And what Dr. Judy Wood tries to show is that by studying this and understanding the destruction, at least the destruction part, then we can all as a collective really understand that free energy exists. We do not need to be operating our cars on gasoline and paying these bills to the Rockefeller or let alone giving $30,000 to Elon Musk for his miracle electric vehicle 
for the luxurious rich upper class um but i really set out more to prove that this technology of this illusion exists and is more important than um the rest of it and i i don't like really saying that it's more important but to a degree it is because once you uncover illusion technology it's no longer a weapon it can no longer be used against you and what are the implications of that i mean you you think about films and sci-fi films like independence day and and the way that the white house was destroyed in independence right. day right. very similar which by the, the way theme, was, right. which psychologically i don't know what happened there but the sales of that film statistically went through the roof the day after 9-11 something someone pointed out to me and I, I i verified which just so strange that people decided to go to blockbuster and hollywood video uh right after in 2001 to go rent wow. uh independence day um, we saw crazy. something that day and we didn't understand what we saw right yeah no it's crazy I and mean, like there's you said, in your film, the highest technology influence ceremonial magic. My new film is all about the occult aspects, which also seem to be totally ignored by the truth movement. Oh, None no of them question. want to talk about no Crowley. Question. They don't want to talk about Crowley. You start bringing up numbers around these people and put them in the loony bin, put a, put a straight jacket on him. He's talking about the numbers. Or me. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm no question. That, I would never invite me in anywhere into the 9-11 truth movement. When is your new documentary done? It's not done yet, is it? It is basically done. It's being critiqued, uh, peer reviewed, and um, it will be released on the anniversary. And I actually oh, well, do have, uh, I've got your book featured in nice. the new film. Sweet. Um, so that'll be great. Do you have a title? Do you have a title you can uh, disclose? The title is 9-11 Alchemy, A Big Idea, either a big idea or the big idea, which. It's a big idea. It sounds like something George Bush Sr. would say. He did say it. He said it many times in relation to the New World Order, which you pointed out in your book and in your film. And he also talked about the law. Now, to me, this big idea is the New World Order. And I actually found some very, very strange cryptic clues from the media about this big idea. Interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So where will people be able to find that? On your My website? website. My website is wolfclanmedia.org. Wolf Clan Media. I'm going to put it right in the show notes. Wolf. As long as this one, is it three hours long? Uh, <laughs> no, it will not be three hours long. I know the, the last one is very difficult for people to see, but it's important. I didn't want to leave anything out. I, I wanted to, to really, uh, I wanted to address that plain issue. I wanted to vindicate all of the amateur videographers who I'd personally spoken with, many of them do not want to be part of this. A lot of them had trouble getting jobs because you would look up this Jennifer Spell, for instance. Uh, you would look her up. Say you're an employer trying to hire her as a videographer and you look her up. Spellbinding fakery, the 9-11 hoax, you know, things like this. And it, it had it had trouble getting jobs. I wanted to vindicate these amazing videographers who just captured something that they couldn't explain that day. And... I really wanted to do that in a way that wasn't vindicating the mainstream media. And I've still to this day been accused of vindicating the mainstream media by promoting this hologram theory rather than the video fakery. Because again, the if any side of the truth movement were to talk about the planes, they are either going to say that the mainstream media basically put fake videos in there. And so by me oh, right, debunking right. that, I'm debunking the mainstream media. But in no way am I doing that. They are so complicit. They didn't report the hurricane. And I would say, honestly, that they put out the truth movement's uh, biggest talking points. Larry Silverstein came out and said, uh, yeah, we, 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 we were told to pull it. 
you think that was an accident that mainstream no. media ran that? No, absolutely not. That was so the truth movement could run with that for the next 20 years and keep all of us entangled in this arguing of what really happened. And I think the core about what me and you get to in this new film and in your book especially is what is the end goal? What's the point? Let's not argue about all the physical you know, aspects of what actually happened, even though it's very important. What was the point of September right. 11th? Right. What was the point? Right. It's a big idea. Well, it's a big idea. Here's the thing. It's been 20 years. We know what's happened. We just ended a 20-year war, longest war in history in Afghanistan, invaded Iraq, put in the Patriot Act, huge surveillance state, um, pumping and dumping the entire economy from 2001 to 2008. Interest rates were zero. The end, the whole economy was wrecked. I think that was obviously intentional. So somebody was, well, the Wizard of Oz was pulling the strings the whole time for that whole event. And, uh, I mean, you can go in, you can go into to Bush at the, you know, when he's talking to the kids. You ever see that video where, like, yeah. the kids are repeating, chanting, plane, building, die, you know. It's incredible. Yeah. Incredible yeah, and, stuff. Uh, and, and again, mean, there's yeah. been so much put out. I mean, there's been that video was viral for a while there. And you had honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say there um, we talked about uh, a little bit about S.K. Bain, the author of uh, another book. And uh, I heard him recently talking about that same thing. And and really, that video was kind of uh, put it all out. It went viral. And um, I, I, I even I think that a lot of that was. Um, in some cases, not even the words that we're saying, but nevertheless, it was a ritualistic thing we were looking yeah. at, right? And um, he's reading the pet goat upside down. Um, yeah. Now, again, uh, what I love about your book is you go deep into Crowley's background, but then you really dive into how it ties into September 11th. And you don't really get hung up on all this nanothermite like other authors, again, that um, we've mentioned do. And so... It, it, and again, I, 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 I'm not going to say everybody's a disinformation agent because, again, I followed this truth movement for almost 15 years following or for 10 years, you know, nonsense. Um, that was just a cover up. Again, they didn't want to, you know, they had uh, key words on their websites, on their forums, um, which was proven by a couple of researchers, things that couldn't be said. Zionist, uh, oh, Dr. Really Judy well. Wood, uh, yeah. no planes, holograms, things like this were words that as soon as they came up on the forum, they were flagged immediately. And so the truth movement was censoring from the beginning. And again, the occult aspects of this need to be discussed. And nobody really makes films or has made films really diving deep into this. I mean, there's been a few, you know, you did a good job and there's been a couple here and there, but not really films that are talking about what happened and how it ties into the occult aspects. Because again, this technology was influenced by the most occult people. And you, and you outline that in your book very well. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, kind of sad that, in my opinion, they've missed a lot of stuff. You can go back. I'm looking at conspiracydocumentaries.com. There's been, on 9-11, 25 documentaries, Ryan Dawson, all these characters that have Ryan been Dawson. around. And nobody really wants to mention the 11. Nobody wants to mention all the Rockefeller stuff. I mean, that's, where, that's really the core for me. That's really where yeah. you have to go to. So... The fact that they're not doing it is, I mean, I almost, I have this way of like, you ever hear of like the Overton window acceptable kind of uh, discussions, like everybody wants to stay in that. And then the like a thing. consensus. Right. So if you're out there, the people who want you to be inside that window, mock, belittle you, whatever, 
but there's like a corollary to that, which is kind of like a sandbox where you only have get to, you don't ask too many questions. It's like an Overton sandbox where you don't really you stay in there, and people want you to play in that sandbox. But if you know, uh, yeah. You, it's uh, yeah, it's it's. And we're in that right now with with this pandemic, are we not? Yeah, no question, absolutely no question. I talk to people all the time. There's a lot of problems there. A lot of problems with. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, one of the things that you, that's obvious about the pandemic is that they should just go and test people to see if they have natural immunity. Then they don't have to worry about risking anything to do with the uh, vaccines. But they're just reshaping it all the time. You got to take your vaccine. You got to take your vaccine. Got to take your vaccine. Yeah, that should scare the crap out of people. I'm not taking the vaccine. No way. You could not no. put that thing in my body. And I'll, I'll sure take again, COVID. I'll take. Yeah, COVID. and I'm sure again uh, we have uh, the same thing here. We've got a. Uh, We've got controlled opposition, you know, and yeah. uh, you cover ups upon cover ups upon cover ups. We've got the China Wuhan story, um, yeah. you know, which reinforces the idea that this is, uh, you know, killing us and dropping dead. Right. And uh, it's dangerous and deadly. And then right. you've so got, you're scared you know, to death, just like after 9-11. Right. Just scare the living crap out of people. Obama, Osama bin Laden could jump out of the bushes and kill you. So they're constantly <laughs> putting the fear of death into the anthrax. Right, and everything. Kill you. That should tell you a lot. The fact that they keep putting the fear of death into you. And it's the Over same players. It's, part, it's yeah. the same players. I, I think it's important to bring up the people who investigated 9-11 are members of the Directed Energy Professional Society. They are founding sponsors with Booz Allen Hamilton, Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed Martin, but in particular SAIC, which uh, later called themselves Lidos. So they're now called Lidos. Lidos is the only um, – and honestly um, – I'm disclosing a little bit for uh, something that I'm putting in my COVID documentary, but Lidos is the only private contractor that runs the Frederick National Laboratory. So, so, so we have a private contractor that investigated September 11th being the only private contractor in the world to get national funding from the government to do cancer research. And so anytime you hear talk about the NIH and Fauci or the National Cancer Institute, you're actually hearing about the same people who investigated what happened on 9-11, a private military contractor who was given trillions for the war on terror. They're still- right. Here's another point. If you remember, Cheney said there's gonna be a terrible dip in the national security payments, right? So they were dipping off because there were no crises but then when 9-11 happened, they were flush with cash. Everybody got money, just like the medical cartel right now, right? I don't know if the medical cartel was really doing that Interesting bad, point. But the medical cartel is now flush with cash and dominating everybody and telling you what to do. But uh, that's what happened after 9-11. So you can go back and look up Dick Cheney, and I think he called it the dip or cratering of the national security. And all those stocks... They all went from $5 stocks to $60 stocks because they were all full cash. That's after right. And then you had the insider trading and everything going on too. Yeah. So 9-11 was probably the most beneficial thing that could have happened to the Bush administration imaginable. I mean, it played right into their hands. These, these so-called terrorists. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. yeah. And that's the thing with uh, like when I started looking at it, it, Dr. Judy Wood shows that these these people investigated 9-11, you know, they didn't hire construction companies. They didn't hire demolition companies, you know, to figure out how a building went down. They hired 
directed energy specialist, psychological warfare. And then I realized they not only work on that, but they work on three-dimensional illusion technology, stealth technology for the military. So when I when I saw that the same people who investigated 9-11 worked on this stealth technology, uh, really that was another point of the film. I really needed to get that out there. Um, and where, where can people see 9-11 alchemy? It's it's available on my website, uh, wolfclanmedia.org slash 911. And um, uh, I, I believe... You have a photo there of someone who uh, I didn't actually create that. Someone oh, okay. uploaded it oh. and made that. It's a great photo. It's a great photo. I think uh, that was a friend, uh, Math Easy Solutions. So I'm not able to put anything out on YouTube. So you have to go to my website basically to watch anything. Um, but uh, that's a great photo. Uh, the, is it this? Um, this is your. This is your cover. That is the DVD. Yeah, that's gotcha, the DVD. That's gotcha. And then uh, actually, the cover I originally used, uh, if you go to my website, has a. Um, a really strange cloud going through the towers. I don't know if you've seen that. It's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's, and it's taken the night before, uh, like 12 hours or so off of a boat, uh, a guy who was uh, spending the weekend out there and you can find the, his website, but it is the strangest, um, the strangest, I may be able to, um, so this is your site. And so if you go up to the, to the top, to the, uh, nine 11 tab, that picture there at the very top. You oh see yeah, that that's strange. wild. Yeah, that's that the cloud. night before. Just just twelve hours before. Wow. And uh, there's, there's all Judy the films. Wood. That's the previous film. Everything has been banned on YouTube, so not, you know nothing can be watched on YouTube. Um, I have an hour long compilation of what I called 9/11 being predicted in Hollywood throughout the throughout the nineties. Oh nice. Um, a lot of other researchers. Um, who really didn't get credit because I didn't know where a lot of this stuff come from. But I mean, you have like Neo's passport uh, having the 2001. Right, 9/11, right. It was also right. in um, the, not the usual suspect. The usual suspect had a 9-11 in it, yeah. if you remember. And then also yeah. enemy of the state. Enemy of the state. Enemy of the state had a couple of, yeah, very strange ones. And I have that actually up on my website. And that's what's weird is, again, all these people make all these films about the truth, but a lot of them leave that kind of stuff out. So that's why the film's three hours long. It's hard to watch um, because it's so long. You know, you need to take that time, but uh, you, it is split up into six parts. Again, most of that's been censored now. But if I left any of that out, I would have, I wouldn't have felt like I've really done it justice. I really felt like I needed to include the plane issue, the destruction issue, the truth movement cover up issue, and the Hollywood issue, and especially the occult stuff. Uh, I wanted to really get it all in there. And three hours was what it took. I know. Well, here's the thing is you probably could do 12 hours on 9-11. There's just so much information and so many things that happened, but it was a hyper sophisticated uh, event. And it, there uh, are things that no one has ever discussed in that film. That's the reason it's really three hours. I mean, and I'm not trying to be overly, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. There are really things in there that no one has ever discussed. The energy effects at Shanksville and the Pentagon, the fact that iron microspheres were found instead of jet fuel in that, in that dirt there. So mm -hmm. that was that's only consistent with one other thing, and that is the phenomenon of crop circles, which we have no idea, you know, uh, why people are able to take uh, microwave and, and radiation devices into these crop circles and pick up, you know, energy effects. Oh, interesting. You know, so, so where can people see this? We're, we're at 40 minutes. Where can people go see 9-11 Alchemy? The best way, can you stream it on your website? Straight you from my website. Okay, you can cool. stream it straight from the 9-11 tab there that you were just on, gotcha. uh, right at the top of the page. That's the film. It's that's three it. hours. Gotcha. Uh, if you pause it on the website 
and close out and go back to it later. You can start it up. So again, it's hard to watch. Watch it in parts. There's 30 minute sections in there. But your uh, new movie is also going to be on WolfClanMedia.org as well before the 11th, 9/11th of, of 2021. So within the next 10 days too, right? I'm going to release it on the memorial on the oh, day i'm going to release cool. it on the morning so that morning everybody i encourage you don't go watch a propaganda film on netflix spike lee just put out some nonsense right. um so just just uh, on the morning you know don't watch these nonsense propaganda films go see my new film which will be live on my website that morning and it will be uh, about half the length it'll probably be about 90 minutes long cool and that title is 9-11 a big lie right 9-11 alchemy a big idea a big idea that's right 9-11 alchemy a big idea and again uh the researcher is chris hampton and the, the website is wolfclanmedia.org thank you so much chris thank you so much william and thank you for your book All right, my pleasure take care bye are you still there hold on